Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unrelated Brothers Podcast. My name is Josh. With me, as always, Devon. And I hope everybody, all the listeners are out there, hope you're doing well. It's been a minute. Uh, hope you're all having a great summer. Feels like it's literally been since the spring since we've done a show, but I know it hasn't, but feels that way. Just been too long. Devon, how you been? Good. Good as always, man. Uh, I agree. Kind of time seems to fly by. Uh, you know, sometimes I talk to people and they're kind of like, oh, how's your show? It doesn't seem like you, you know, put some stuff out or whatever. And um, kind of just the reoccurring answer, which I feel like it's just like re-regurgitating everything. But it's like, yeah, it's it's like actually great. But it's also just, you know, we got a lot going on and um, we both have, you know, our own families and stuff. So unfortunately, we've not made it to a point that this could be you know, a regular full-time job for us. So, you know, sometimes it, it gets a little difficult to kind of tie everything together. And unfortunately um, our regular full-time job keeps us from doing it most of the times. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Completely agree there. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to get back on. I'm kind of excited for, uh, you know, summer to really be hitting. It seems like for that first part of summer, at least where I'm at, you know, there's kind of a lot of rain and some cooler days. It's, it's kind of been nice in that regard. And, um, you know, football's kind of kicking her back around and some of that stuff. So that's, that's one thing that always tells me, Hey, we're approaching fall, you know? Yeah. It, it kind of gets me excited yet sad because I, don't like cold weather <laughs> especially yeah. when i go you to ohio get cold. yeah so you guys don't even get cold weather what are you talking about yeah um yeah yeah for sure um i think you know the biggest thing for me isn't so much even the the weather it's just the fact it's like uh we're turning the corner at you know this point of the year because it's the halfway point and then it's like you know <laughs> turning back around and here we got school coming up which is like you Ugh, know if, if you're busy yeah, I would say if you're busy over the summer, which is easy to be busy over the summer, it's like you're infinitely more busy during the school year once you have kids just for the fact of like how heavily driven your schedule is by their schedule. I feel like, you know, like if your kid's in sports or, um, you know, kind of any of that kind of stuff. So I think I think that can that can be draining, but also like exciting, obviously, if you're <clears throat> if you have a student athlete or anything, you know, it's it's wonderful being able to see uh, see your kids you know, cheer, but, or not oh, cheer, yeah. sorry. Uh, wonderful to be able to see them participate. I, I You get to cheer them. <laughs> That's what I yeah. say. So, um, the thing I dread about school is just the, the buying of the school clothes because my son seems to grow more and more each year. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I expect it, but then like he doesn't go up just one size. It's like two sizes. So I got to just yeah. completely buy an entire different wardrobe and I'm like, well, I hope his shoes fit because now I gotta go buy shoes. And it's like, it's fine. It's just like, it's just the hassle of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I know. I, I was just telling uh, Sarah, I go, you know, yeah, we'll have to go and go through the kids clothes soon. Cause school's around the corner. And I said, yeah, you know, we're gonna have to have the fun part of like, Oh, my daughter's in this size last year. And you know, the way we do it, we try to kind of stagger it. Cause a lot of the, 
like shoe sizes are, you know, 11, 11 and a half, 12, 12 and a half, you know, that kind of stuff will, you know, clothes, not as much, you know, you might get a shirt that's a small, okay, well, what size is a small, is a small five, is it a four, four S, a four, five, you know, whatever, or like, you know, my son, like, oh, eight, an eight, nine, an eight to 10, or, you know, an X, XL, medium, what, like, what is what, so um, we kind of get into that, and even like, specifically, underwear seems to be the one that's really like well this year we're in six seven well next year you got to keep the sevens but the sixes that you find you got to throw out and if they're six seven you might have to throw them out but then you got to get eights but if if you see one that's eight to ten eight to ten is good but the next year you know you have eight to tens but if you have any that are nines they might not you know what i mean it's like it's just like like i said about the shoes same thing it's like you know, if they're an 11 and a half, unfortunately, that 11 just doesn't quite fit. But, you know. well, the good thing, though, I mean, like you got multiple kids. So whatever your oldest yeah. don't wear, your youngest can down the road. So uh, might, might save you a little there. You know, yeah, little, evens out a little, little bit. Troubles. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, and for the listeners, too, we kind of hit our, you know, uh, you know, for me, like an exciting, but like mom, you know, she's sitting here going like, oh, it's sad. Like uh, the milestone of. Um, all of our kids being potty trained, you know, my youngest is now potty trained too. So she's kind of, she's kind of like, Oh, you know, won't be buying diapers at least for our own, you know, down the road, I'm sure. But like, you know, not for any of ours, um, yeah. anymore and that kind of stuff. And like, I'm putting training wheels on bikes and stuff for kids to start practicing bikes. And, you know, we have been practicing swimming. And so like, uh, my oldest is almost done, uh, almost done. Well, not almost done. So I'm almost learning how to swim without like floaties or anything, any source of, um, you know, handicap, so to speak. I mean, it's not a handicap, but you know what I mean? A, a support system. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, all that stuff's kind of interesting, but, um, anything That's else kind of going I on think... with you or do what? I said anything else really going on with you? I know you did like went to Arizona and stuff. Yeah, I uh my buddy Rodney, who's been on the show before, he uh was in the amateur disc golf champ amateur disc golf world champions and uh it was age protected, so it was only like for people forty and up. <clears throat> so I didn't get to play in it, but he invited me to come along and be his caddy and just I've never been out west, so like just to go to see the different landscapes and course flagstaff everybody thinks arizona it's hot flagstaff is actually like 7500 feet above sea level so it's cool. it was like 80 to 85 the almost the entire time there and you know it's not like here at home where the humidity is just so mm-hmm. thick you can just eat it um <laughs> it's it's just like dry air out there so it was it was nice now the sun you got heat from the sun for Crisp sure because- up a little bit I didn't get. I don't think I got burned. Actually, I was. They always. They said, "I'll no, make sure you wear sunscreen because you know you're closer to the sun because you're higher elevation." But mm-hmm. it never really bothered me. Of course, the uh, courses that we played at was mostly woods. Thank goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> but I have to. I did notice, and they even like we read up on everything to do with like the different uh, the air thinness because you're so high up. Um, right harder like to breathe and stuff like that yeah so it was but it wasn't like i didn't really notice it what i did notice was and he did too we were tired like super mm-hmm. tired all the time like we get done with our round and like we had plans to go get out and do stuff and look at things and first couple of days we were there it was like let's just go to the hotel and just mm-hmm. let's, yeah we went to we laid in our beds and just like 
I'd look over in his bed, he'd be knocked out, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm gonna uh, too. <laughs> yeah, that's so. what I hear. I, I hear it's not so much that it's like, I mean, it's harder to breathe, but it's not something you're like necessarily cognizant of. Like you're not sitting there being like, <sighs> you know, it's yeah. like it's just the it's just the <clears throat> overwork that your body's actually gotta go through kind of in the meantime. And you know, by doing that just inadvertently makes you more exhausted, makes you more fatigued. So that's definitely like, that's what I've heard, but yeah. Um, but so there was a mountain, there were, there's multiple mountains there, but one had like a disc golf slash, mm -hmm. uh, or it was a ski resort, but it also had a disc golf course on it. So we want to go check out the disc golf course. And that is, uh, it was like over 11,000 feet above sea level. And so when we got up there, you know, you could definitely actually tell the air change. We mm -hmm. was, we walked from the parking lot, that was uphill to the ski lodge, which was only, I don't even know if maybe a hundred yards, maybe by the time we got to that ski lodge, we was like huffing and puffing. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at the disc golf course and it was up a ski slope, which took you almost to, I would say at least 12 or 13,000 feet up above sea level. Mm -hmm. So like 2000 more feet. And we looked at each other like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we took pictures and yeah, uh, this is nice to look at, but uh, not for not for me. <laughs> it was and it was steep too. Like I never, I always thought ski slopes were. I knew they were downhill, but I thought they would gradually go downhill. No, this is like nah, if I was standing, I, I, thought, I, I thought I'd be falling. Like it's that steep. I'm like, I look yeah. around, and it's like there's no way. And well, what's actually, funny is I uh, I just actually was listening to like a podcast the other day, and and the guy was talking about how like he went to his first ski slope, and he was like. He was like, yeah, I went to one. It was called like Benjamin's Fall and whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's I'm like okay, you know. <clears throat> and they're talking, and he was like, yeah. He's like, you ever notice about ski slopes? And I, you know, and I'm listening. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, you can tell how difficult it is by the name. You know, Benjamin's Fall is like, ah, that's not too bad. He's like, I went to one last year, and it was called Death's Hole, and it was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know, you literally got up there and he's like, you went down and it was like a straight drop down just into like oblivion. And I was like, oh, that's lovely to think about. <laughs> like, you know, and that, you like know. after seeing the ski slope and that's the first time I've ever seen one before, like I understand why people die from skiing accidents. Mm -hmm. Like who knows how much speed they're going. Right. And I thought maybe in Arizona that was just, you know, that was that ski slope. Like that's just, the, that's just that one that's that steep. And then we passed one on the way home in Colorado. It was just as steep. And I was like, ah, no, mm -hmm. no, right. thank you. Yeah. And they're insane. I don't know. Like I've snowboarded before. I don't know if you've ever been snowboarding. I've even. wanted to, but I've never been able to. Yeah. It's one of those things, man. If you don't skateboard, then I wouldn't even recommend you snowboarding. Cause I didn't skateboard and I try to snowboard and it's like, same thing. Like, I've never been much of a snowboarder because like the balance aspect of it's kind of wonky to me. Like I have reasonable balance. I mean, I would say like, I'm a pretty athletic person. I have pretty good balance, but like to be as good as some people are with their center of balance and their center of gravity, like I could snowboard, but as soon as you start to pick it up speed, man, you, you go down pretty quick. It's pretty easy. So I could just imagine like, you know, going down something so much steeper, like a real, uh, you know, slope and stuff. Like I was just, you know, we got good snow one day and we go to the reservoir and they pack it in and, you know, something like that, like where you're not even really going anything crazy. So I can right. imagine that's crazy. But um, I will say though, that what I've heard anyway, is that skiing is easier than, uh, than snowboarding for sure. Cause skiing is like, you know, two arms, two legs versus, where you're le like 
one leg's locked in, the other leg's locked in, where snowboard is like your legs are actually both locked into the same board even. So if your legs get like, you know, uneven or, or like I feel like even if they're not completely in sync when you're turning, like it's easy to wipe out because they have to be <clears throat> like everything has to be coordinated, I guess. Right. So. so I've always been worried. The reason why I prefer snowboarding is probably, you know, don't laugh at me, but like, I know I'm going to crash regardless of what I'm doing. I just figured I got less chances of being impaled by a ski <laughs> or one of those sticks than when I'm snowboarding. Yeah, I actually like I get that. I do actually get that. I think there is a little bit of like fear to that for sure. But I would also say like you're legs are like mounted together into the snowboard i feel like it's easier to potentially you know maybe not get impaled but instead watch your bones come through the skin of your legs because they could get locked and they're not coming out because the way the snowboard is is like you put your feet in and then you lock like four locks that like you put them like you got to push it over and then you clip it too so they're like yeah yeah, so like you're not you're not just gonna fling out without like breaking an ankle or breaking a leg or anything. And if and that's even if you come out at all, I mean I'm not guaranteeing you even come out unless they're like the wrong size. But that's just my opinion. So I would I don't know, I would definitely say like I would do it again though. Like we're sitting here talking about dying and getting impaled and breaking <laughs> legs, but like, like I would do it. It's sure. it's fun, it's cool, like it's kind of like like it's like it's like skydiving for me. Like I think skydiving sounds fun, sounds cool. I haven't done it yet, but like I want to. But I also feel like I could do skydiving potentially one time and maybe never do it again. Or I could do it and be like, oh, I love this and do it all the time. You know what I mean? No, I don't so. because I will never do that because I am terrified <laughs> of heights. And you will not catch me so, skydiving. Ironically, they say that people that are afraid of heights, if you skydive, that you won't be afraid of heights anymore because the high, like how high it up how high up it is sorry uh is so high actually that after that everything just seems like nothing so uh, no thanks uh, no no like we uh one day what was it i think it was the thursday it was the winds no it was the thursday were there in flagstaff we uh we made time to go up to see the grand canyon because that was one thing we wanted to do and we got there and like you pull off just like on the side of the road, they actually got like little parking spots on certain areas that you can mm. go out and look. And as soon as we seen it, we like hurry up, found a parking spot because we just thought it was so cool. And then we get up there and it's always like kind of freaky because it's so it's so amazing. So looks like you're just looking at a picture like it just looks unreal but it's so high i'm talking like i don't know how high you are up but it feels like you're at least a mile up or more and it's kind of terrifying what makes it more terrifying is and there was like a 20 to 30 yard stretch of where they have like this little bar barrier and it has a lower part too so you know like kids can't just run under the bar but it only stretched for so long and then after that there's like nothing like there's like People were sitting on the ledge of the Grand Canyon, uh, you know, to get that wonderful, wonderful picture. And I'm like, dude, no, if that rock falls or you, you know, slip or something, adios, mm -hmm. there ain't no saving you. Like, I don't yeah. think people realize how steep it is. So, like, when I took my video, I took pictures and video, like, I stood, like, 20 feet away from the edge. Like, I wasn't getting close. Yeah. Like, there's some woman leaning against the bar, hanging I'm like, yeah, yeah, trust the bar. Who knows how long that thing's been there and rusted up. Like, right. no. Even driving, like, there's a 30-mile stretch where you can just drive along the edge of the bottom, the South Canyon. And we did that. We just 
you know, we wanted to see everything we could and it was cool, but it was kind of really scary knowing that like just 30 feet, 40 feet to your left. If you screw up and you go over it, you're doomed. Like you're done, like nothing. So that was kind of freaky to drive, drive on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the fun, uh, fun interesting part of life is, is some of those little those little details and memories you probably won't uh you know you won't ever forget but so uh, what made me think of that was like uh you talk about skydiving that you could actually hang glide off the uh the grand canyons uh, yeah yeah no i i definitely believe that i mean i've seen even more people um in some places they can do it off of like the snow peaks like they can get yeah. dropped off there and you can do it so yeah but um but kind of you know want to as we rotate here, want to turn to something a little bit more serious and stuff. Um, just kind of out of curiosity, man. Um, how do you feel or like, have you been following any of like uh, the sound of freedom by chance? Uh, so, I mean, obviously I see a lot of stuff on Facebook and um, any kind of like social media, like a lot of people's going to see it. And a lot of people say it's, it's good. It's like, it's very eye opening, but some, I know I also see a lot of the conspiracy side of it too, because like a lot of theaters are saying, Oh, the air conditioner's broke or uh, something's uh, broke or, you know, you can't show it. And it just, it's yeah. too like ironic that well, so you're doing that. Well, I seen a video where uh, the guy was, was taking a video at the theater and the, then the guy pretty much, they were already there. And the guy's like, well, I paid, I paid for my ticket and it said that it was sold out or whatever that like the theater was already sold out. And he's like, I'm here and there's only 30 people here. So how's it sold out? And he's like, well, uh, you know, that must've been an error or something, but we're no longer showing the film for today. And the, the guy was like, so I can't just sit here and watch this. And he's like, well, no, we're not going to run this film. And he's like, well, so what, what are we doing? And the guy's like, well, pretty much he's like, we can give you a coupon. That's good for any movie for the rest of the year or whatever else that you'll just be able to, you know, come in and, and get, you know, verified or whatever. Um, or that you can, um, can go into any other, uh, viewing at this time, like this the today or whatever, like if you want to do any other viewing of a different movie. Um, and, and so the people were like, so we can't just wait, uh, longer to like have the viewing come on. And they were like, no, we're, we're not viewing, like, we're not playing the movie at all. So you can't pick a different time slot for the sound of freedom. And the guy's like, so, and you know, so we like, we can't just watch it for free then because the same as the other ones. And the guy's like, yeah, he's like, if you don't want to watch a different movie and if you don't want to take the the tender for a different movie at a later date, then we'll just send you a refund and you can just get refunded what you paid. And that's, you know, like that's those are your options. It's like, but we can't watch Sound of Freedom. No, no, we won't be showing it. Well, can I come back next week? No, we won't be showing it. <laughs> it's like, well, that's very strange. And then same thing like what you were saying, kind of like, you know, the fact that, you know, there's just so much good surrounding it every literally every time that I've seen anything about it. It's one of two things. It's either people that have seen it that are like just saying, like, you must see it. You need to see it. Like even Dana White. Like, Did you see where Dana White's actually 
Uh, he's paying his employees like a bonus and will pay for the movie tickets itself. Yeah. If they can prove that they went to watch it, anybody that works for the UFC or is a fighter for the UFC. Yeah, I think I've seen um, that on uh, TikTok or somewhere. Like he like yeah. did a video saying he was encouraging and like promoting it. And, and yeah. then he said what you just said was like he'll pay for anybody of his employees mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah, like them and their families, which I thought was interesting. And then he made a point of like saying how, you know, it's based on real events of a sick, sick, uh, like occurrence that happens right now worldwide, which is human trafficking and, you know, all that, which I just think like the beauty of it really is the fact like, like even the people who were saying negative, like I seen, um, the other day where somebody had said that, uh, not to go see the sound of freedom because it's racist. And like literally people who had seen it was like, what part of it's racist and like really attacking him in the comments of like going at him. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Like, like, you know, you ever see the memes or the pictures where it's like one or two people stand like, like, uh, people standing in front of a group. Right. And they say something and all the group is like, yes, agree, whatever. And then you have like, you know, one or two people are like, no, you know, I won't do it, whatever. And then like the next panel is like, everybody's standing up saying no. And then the people who are standing at the front are like trying to run away now. It's like, That's literally what's happening, like between the covid jab stuff, between, you know, all the all the um, all the conspiracy stuff, sound of freedom, all that. And it's like like that's the thing is people that are saying like, oh, conspiracy, sound of freedom or covid conspiracy, all this. It's like the thing is, though, like Biden laptop was real. The covid stuff like the jab. Guess what? Like after all this time. What did they say? They've come out and said, well, no, it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't good to lock us up or like not lock us up, but to to handicap our ability to move around and whatever else that the the jab was worthless. It didn't do anything. And the, um, you know, Sound of Freedom is based on true facts and, um, you know, just just whatever you name, like like Tesla or not Tesla. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm just drawing a blank there. Uh, Musk, who's the yeah, the, Elon. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like like when he bought uh Twitter too. Remember they were saying how like like even the election fraud stuff. They were saying how, um, you know the facebook and twitter were fact checking things but they weren't trying to lead the election one way or another whatever but then like after elon went in to twitter he specifically said like he he ended up firing like over 60 percent of the employees there and he said that he's like like he's quoted actually saying this which is the crazy part he's like yeah it turns out that you know if you're not trying to uh run like a left-wing um you know, propaganda center that you actually don't need 60% of the company. You just need the other 40%. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, that's the, that's the crazy thing. If you're not, you know, he goes on to say like, yeah, if you're not monitoring every keystroke and trying to like, you know, divert everybody's attention to one issue or to completely remove (laughs) another issue off your platform and, you know, keep it hush hush basically that, you know, that it's, it's not that hard to run the company with, you know, less hands and all that kind of stuff, which again is like, it's one, it's a big troll, but, um, but it's just funny because it's true. And, and, you know, as this stuff continues to roll out, I just, you know, I, I'm not really one to be like, Oh, I told you so or anything like that. But 
it's just great because like the people who are like the naysayers or the doubters or whatever, it's like, like, I think me and you talked about this one time. It's like, what do you call a conspiracy theorist once all the conspiracy are, are proved true? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, yeah, you know what I mean? I like, mean... like what, what do we even call those people? And, and it's just, I don't know. It's just insane. I'm te- um, I went through it with the whole COVID thing and getting the shot and all that. Like yeah. I, I was not going to get it. I did not get it. Everybody <clears throat> at my work and everything is like, oh, you need to get, it. you're going to lose your job. I'm like, well, so, job be damned. I'm not yeah. getting that. Like I'm not. And now look, Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it never worked. Everybody that got it's coming to me like, oh, I should have listened to you. Yeah, you should have. But I mean, I get it. You're worried about losing your job. You got family. Like, I understand that part. Yeah. But there's also a bunch of people that I know that's got it. And one of my best friends included. Guess what they got problems with? Their fucking heart. They got heart no, issues. I, I, that's what I was going to say next is that it, the most interesting thing is, um, and, you know, I'm kind of bringing this up, too, because I don't have like a vote picked out and that we, you know, we're early in the election election process. And of course, you know, I know we have listeners, uh, we have listeners all over the world. So I don't mean to, you know, segregate just to America, but for example, you know, like we have, uh, you know, Kennedy jr. Out there and, you know, he's literally been, you know, making his rounds, honestly, he's everywhere, everywhere I seem to turn or watch or listen to, he seems on everything. And, you know, well, one of the more interesting things is he seems like he's actually really after like the hormonal stuff. And the fact that we live in a society where there's a pill for everything and, mm-hmm. you know, you got a hormonal imbalance and he's like more at the root of things where he's like talking about the fact that, um, you know, the, this drug or this hormone or this whatever that we put in this or in our water or in our food or whatever that it's directly having these impacts and this is like the study data and all this stuff i think that's super interesting because one nobody talks about it but two like when you start bringing the data in and it's you know kind of obvious like super obvious it's like that that to me is always the best because you know like i was saying when you have the naysayers or when you have the doubters uh, the first thing they like to do is is run to it. And and real quick, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to jump all around, but I do gotta say this real quick because this shit is funny. Um I actually was just uh working the other day and I had to deliver something to somebody and they were a uh trans person who was a guy or yeah, a guy who was transitioning to a girl, but they still had facial hair, but they had their nails, they had ponytail, they had, you know, makeup on the full nine, right? And then the best part was when I was leaving on the back of their truck, which they're driving a, a pickup truck too, which is, you know, kind of funny in itself, not so much because uh, girls or something can't drive pickup trucks, but just the fact of like somebody who's, you know, in that light is probably somebody who's a left winger. And if they're a left winger, they're super pro, like, you know, uh, energy efficient, no gas guzzlers and all this. And he was driving like a 19, like 93 Ford Ranger. <laughs> so it's like that thing's probably getting like 11 miles to a gallon or something terrible. And I don't, I don't know that just that part of that uh, made me laugh. But but on the uh, on the back of his truck, he had like um, in this household, we believe in uh you know people's feelings and science and whatever else and like black lives matter and all those all those stickers that they are they all have all the same stickers too Mm -hmm. which is the funny thing because they're all just like clones of each other no no individuality but um just what i really laughed at was like the funniest part was the fact that um 
I seen this the other day. And like I said, it, it's, it's honestly the greatest part of it is anybody who's a left winger like that, who talks like that, just bring up the point of like, Oh, you believe in the science. Well, the science was one disproven to be all false and wrong. And two, uh, you're also somebody who believes in science, but not biology because you yeah, know, I, yeah, yeah. Because gender politics is is you know it's a it's a spectrum, and you know uh, yeah. anyway, I I had to throw that in there because I just when, when we start talking, I, I couldn't resist. So no, no um, you're good. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like as as far as that, and and um, and so you know Kennedy Jr. goes on, and and he's really getting after all this stuff. But the one that was like the most interesting to me is he actually said that. Uh, so like Pfizer was sued in the night, like in the eighties or nineties for the D I think it's the DPT or DPS vaccine, which we give to like most of our kids. And, um, and it had actually been outlawed and what he would had happened is they outlawed it in the country and, um, they were getting sued so badly that, uh, because of that. And so what they did is they went to Congress and said, well, we'll keep doing these tests and we'll keep pumping out these vaccines, but you need to give us immunity. And pretty much the government was like, well, no, we can't because it's not safe. Like Ronald Reagan or whatever. So I guess it might've been what the eighties then. And he's like, no, I can't because it's not safe. And so actually, if you go and look in the fine print, literally in the government logs, actually, it says, um, you know, and, and Kennedy Jr. brings this up. It actually will tell you, that no, that you may take the vaccine, but no vaccine it can be proven without a doubt to be safe to the consumer to be used. No, none, zero, nada, nothing they produce without a doubt. And and directly the quote that he pulled was he said during this, the, the court cases when they were talking about all this stuff was they actually talked about the fact that that the vaccines in their nature are volatile and no matter what they can do and how many tests they can run, it'll never be a hundred percent safe for everybody. And, you know, n no amount of testing and stuff will make them safe, uh, you know, over time and all that. And also just the fact that because it's something you're injecting into yourself, into your blood, into your, you know, DNA and all that into yourself like that, it's not something that's like a metal or whatever, or, or, uh, uh, you know, say you get, I'm trying to think of something that would be, oh, you get like, like poison from a, a snake bite or something like that, like yeah. a low grade snake bite where like over time, it'll kind of, kind of get diffused out. Like, no, the, the, the basis of vaccines are in like metal composites. And if you actually go look a lot of vaccines, the way they work, the vaccines themselves will actually harden up and lock up like, like, uh, like cholesterol, for example, clogging your arteries, except they pick somewhere like in your brain or whatever else. And, um, and what's most interesting about that is, uh, and I'm sure you've remember this, but like, have you ever gotten like my, my first son's had all of his, uh, starter vaccines. My daughter's had like half of hers and my third, uh, and, and final child actually has none of his. And so, um, like my first son, for example, I can remember taking him and like he would get a shot. And then if they've ever told you like, oh, that area might be sore or you might get a lump. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because that's the metal like deposit or, or composite that's that's right. forming there. So you ever you ever thought about doing a like a metal detox? Because my I, yeah, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm so it. glad. I'm so, so glad you brought that up. Um, 
So specifically while we're on this, and this will kind of be, you know, if, if you don't mind and just for the sake of the listeners and everything, because I don't want to dredge on for days and days as I, I feel like I could for this topic, but yeah, um, we can always pick it up like at a later date on another show. But, um, but yeah, actually, uh, you know, on Kennedy, he specifically talks about like autism too and how they've said in the past, like, oh, there's no link to autism and vaccines. Well, so pre like 60s, 70s, Autism was like one in every 10,000 kids, and you had like four vaccines. Now, a child within their first two years gets like at least like 40 different doses of either the same or different versions of the same vaccine or different vaccines. And it's, you know, all in the name of science and health and all that. The rate now is like one in every 32 children have autism. Wow. And that's over the last 30, 40 years. So what's changed you know, like I said, five vaccines to 45 vaccines, we'll just say, you know, those aren't direct empirical numbers that can't be changed. Those are guesstimations. But the point being, there's been, you know, over uh, at least five times increase, we'll just say that. And it's like, everything else has changed. Like they've actually even gone on to the studies to even say this, like even like weight gain, right? Like, I think we talked about this on another show before where we talked about health was like, even that, like they've said, our food even from like the 70s or 80s is almost identical actually to what it is now. The biggest change is like the amount of exercise we do, the amount of time we spend sitting and watching TV and like stuff like that. Like like sure, the eating healthy is one thing, but like a person that ate healthy in the 60s and a person that eats healthy now are still within like the same biometrics or yeah. like a person who was – like not doing much in the sixties and not, you know, now is like the difference of like 200 pounds. Like it's enormous. Um, and the, the other change too, is not only just like the activity level and stuff, but the development of TV, the development of games, the development of phones, like back in the day, everybody had to go drive, travel, walk to somewhere. And now what do you do? Like you could sit and play games with your friend or do whatever, which, like, again, isn't the only reason, but it's just on the list of reasons, we'll say, you know, so um, a lot of that. But but yeah, specifically, I think what what is most interesting is just the fact that, um, you know, he had said on again on one of the shows, actually, is he says that, too. He goes uh, he goes that, you know, the research shows that actually the autism data is like like it's not even close to what they say it is basically like 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 they take one study and they're like oh yeah this is so it has no correlation and it's like well yeah but the mass of other studies show that it it does in fact so um i don't know i thought i just think all that's interesting but um i have not personally done a detox on my kids but uh we definitely have talked about it and considered it but I have actually seen where um, parents have done it and they actually say autism isn't a for life type of condition. It's a moment in time that your child basically had too much oh. metal deposits in their brain. So I thought that was. Wow. Yeah. Uh, me and my ex, we've talked about doing it as well. Even ourselves, even. <clears throat> you cut so. out for a second. I'm not sure if you want to repeat that. I don't know if they they heard you or. Oh, I said, uh, me and my, me and my ex, we've actually talked about doing it with our son and, 
uh, her and her other kids that she has and ourselves even about doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, Brittany, I mean, you, I don't need to give specifics because the show can be generalities, but Brittany, you would know specifically um, her boy, obviously, and you, you know, specifically what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, she's actually talked about that. She, she's talked about uh, doing a detox um, as well as doing Epsom salt baths, which is apparently a form of de- detox. I didn't know that, but it, apparently uh, they say if you let your kids soak for 20 to 30 minutes, minutes. So for anybody who's listening, who is interested in, in doing this, pure Epsom salt, just that you get at the store, most places. Um, and I always, on anything I buy, by the way, I, I check the actual ingredients because um, like, for example, if you buy avocado oil, some places, It'll actually have other oils in it, but it will have avocado oil. So they'll label it as avocado oil, even though it's got canola oil or got other oils. So it's always important, anything that you buy, to actually look at the ingredients um, that are in it because the way that it works with the labeling, as long as they say what's in it, they can label it as different stuff, which is a fucking crime if you ask me. But but, um, but specifically, yeah, pure actual Epsom salt, um, apparently for a 20 to 30 minute soak. So just put it in right away at the beginning of the bath, let your kiddo get in there and all that. And it's supposed to actually help uh, with with all kinds of, of toxin, things like that, just like the toxins and in, in the, the meat or the veggies you eat, um, you know, different different uh, metal, like I said, deposits or, um, you know, bugs, like if you even uh snakes or 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 spiders or whatever that aren't um life-threatening but may bite you like all that stuff it just helps to like purge it out of your body so i thought that was kind of interesting um but uh but yeah i mean that that's i think it's a it's a great it's a great find great something to try i mean even um even just something like in Europe, I know twice a year uh, in a lot of places in Europe they do like paragard or something because the amount of parasites that can be found on your food. Yeah. Um, and same thing, like I bought the Paracard. It's it's something simple <clears throat> for another like detoxing method where it's like, yeah, you literally take it for like 20, 30 days once a day or something and it's like helps, yeah. you know. And yeah, so I think um I think all that stuff's super important, but um but it's it's awesome to get back, man. Um really, really been excited to probably go ahead and you know try to try to pump a couple shows out for you guys uh really really love doing this um we're honestly i i feel goofy saying it we're like super appreciative and we love doing it and stuff so i I don't want people to think like you know i've had people email asking if they could be on the show you know different stuff like that i don't want people to think that we don't want you guys on the show or don't we're not um you know, excited or enthusiastic or anything, but most of what our issue comes down to is a lot of time. And, um, unfortunately, uh, we just are a little tight on time at the moment. We're, yeah. we're trying to get better and stuff. And I think, you know, I'm trying to move in within this, you know, next year to be closer to Josh. And that would actually, and make a massive, uh, literally a, a atomic difference, uh, For sure. in our ability, um, not only to do a show, but also to do a live show. So, yeah. But, yep, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Spotify and iTunes, and we will catch you on the next one.